I had to learn how to play my best when I didn't feel it, when I, you know, couldn't hit that certain angle today, or I can't serve that certain ball. Like, that's not flow at all. But guess what, you're in the game and you have to win. So I've learned to have a friendly relationship with flow where if it decides to come, awesome, I'll take advantage of it. But if it doesn't, like, I'll take care of it still. So This episode is brought to you by West Coast Beach, a year-round beach volleyball club on the west side of Los Angeles in Santa Monica, California. At West Coast Beach, we aim to get 1% better every day, both on and off the court. You can find more info about us at westcoastvbc.com and on Instagram with handle at westcoastvbc. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Within the Game podcast. I'm your host Aaron Wexler and this episode is with AVP Pro Beach Volleyball player and 2021 Olympic hopeful for Team Canada, Brandy Wilkerson. Brandy's a three-time winner on the international tour, and she's currently sitting in the number one spot for Canada in the 2021 Olympic qualifying race with partner Heather Bansley. She was also recognized as the best blocker in the world in 2018. In this episode, we talk about being in the flow, how she finds inspiration through art and nature, and how she tries to stay unconditionally inspired. Brandy inspires me not only because of her accomplishments within the game, but because of the way she approaches training and the way that she carries herself with light and kindness. I hope you enjoy this episode and please don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share. Thanks. All right, I'm here with Brandy Wilkerson. Brandy, thank you so much for being here. Ah, uh, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. Brandy, you're awesome. Um, here's your bio. It's, it's, it's freaking awesome. All right, you're born in Switzerland. You moved to Canada at seven years old. You're a four-time all-star opposite at York University, a five-time pro beach volleyball tour winner, winning on the FIVB tour, the Norseka and 14, P1440 tours. You achieved world ranking number one in 2018 with partner Heather Bansley. You won an FIVB world's best blocker in 2018. Uh, you're currently ranked 16th in the world with Heather as you enter the 2021 Olympics in Tokyo for Team Canada. And you appeared in the finals of the AVP Monster Hydro Cup last weekend. Um, and you got top performer uh, with 14 blocks and 17 aces with Sarah Hughes. And you're currently the second seed heading into the AVP Wilson Cup this weekend with Sarah. Um, you are an inspiration and you're an awesome player. And again, Brandy, thank you so much for being here. Oh my God. Thank you for that intro. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? No. <laughs> thank you. you. Okay. Let's jump right in. Um, so Brandy, what does living an inspired life mean to you? Oh man. Uh, I love it. We're just jumping right in. Uh, I think it's funny because initially when I hear an inspired life, I was thinking of uh, like an aspiration towards something and, and a transition on and very moving towards um, something way, but I've realized that um, I find my inspiration in the day-to-day, -day, in the present moments, in the mundane, um, that has brought me a lot of fulfillment and peace that way. So I think that is where I find myself living an inspired life, I guess. I love that. <laughs> I love that. You know, I, I, I asked you to be on uh, the podcast and be a part of this project because, you know, you 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 not just you don't just inspire me and other people for your athletic ability but just kind of the way you carry yourself and just the way you choose to operate you know i mean where does that come from 
Oh man. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I can't, I can't honestly take credit for all of that. I, I think I've learned, um, through a lot of like observation, self-reflection and, and, you know, listening, but I genuinely think that people's opinions of me and whether they be really bad and I've chosen to not take that on and just let that be a reflection of themselves, just like the good, I think it's just a reflection of people who are finding goodness within themselves and can see it in someone else. So I kind of feel just more like a vessel of people just, and I just want to make it as easy as possible for them to see the good in people always and in themselves. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just like this working relationship with my environment, with my place in this world, with my place in people's lives. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I absolutely love that. I mean, the idea of being a vessel, allowing energy to move through you and inspiration to move through you. I mean, that's, I think that's what it's all about too. You know, I try to, I, I aspire to be like that as well. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this whole project is about, you know, staying inspired in the game and when you're away from the game. So, you know, when I watch you play and train, I can tell that you're inspired. You love what you're doing. What about when you're away from the game? How do you stay inspired? Um, I think it's everything that I have going on uh, outside of the game that keeps me inspired within. Um, just because the point of competition and sports in those kind of environments is very uh, competitive. It can be aggressive. They put you in a very challenging situations. And it's great to love that. But we can't honestly all say, like, I'm going to feel my best in those moments. So it's everything that grounds me outside of sport, whether it's my family that inspires me every day, um, my work ethic, or just my wanting to you know, build myself up and self-growth and finding it in anything that I do. So sport is just one aspect of my life versus my entire life and what I live and die off of. So I try and even that playing field out so that, you know, you find kind of the beauty in everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you've obviously thrived, uh, you know, during this pandemic, this crazy COVID stuff um, <laughs> because of your, you know, your, your results and your game is, is just showing it. So, you know, how, how'd you do that? How do you continue to do that? Um, and what advice or tools do you have for others? Oh man. Um, that's funny. I mean, yeah, the results definitely would show that I had thrived, but COVID had not been easy for me. I think it was extremely tough to have um, everything you had planned for the, this year go exactly not that at all. And then um, there's been so much going on in the social political world that has affected me deeply. Um, so it felt like there was a lot of self-reflection that needed to happen. And even taking a moment away from sport and stepping back and realizing what's important to me and why I do things. And I think that has always been the motivator is understanding why it is I'm playing volleyball, why it is I'm choosing to wake up this early or why I'm going to this tournament, even though I haven't trained very much. And why do I think I have a chance? Like, why am I confident? Why, you know, and all those things. So um, just grounding yourself there. And uh, so that would be my advice too, because that's the only thing that kind of helped me get out there and be like, you know what, I know I'm not feeling my best right now, but this is what I have and let's, let's see what we can do with it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's, let's bring it back to, to training a little bit because I know you've had to prepare for these tournaments recently. So how do you stay inspired in practice? Because practice is kind of tricky and I've been at, you know, some of your practices lately, you know, not lately, <laughs> but before, you know, and, and it, the, the 
few days. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Those are fun with Coach Evie. Shout out Coach Everett Matthews. <laughs> yeah, how, how do you stay inspired? Yeah, where, where does that where does that come from in the middle of training? You know what? That is one of the aspects of sport that I still struggle with uh, is finding inspiration in sport. I'm not going to pretend to say I ever was that athlete that, that loved practicing. I actually hate practicing and I <laughs> love eating. So I'm just like, how do we get over this part and go straight to the game? Like 17 all put me out there. But um, and there, there's, it's, again, it's just reflecting back on the beauty of the mundane, the beauty of like having that foundation. Like I'm going to say those words over and over again, but that's the only thing that helps you when, when things are out of control and out of your personal control. Um, I've learned uh, work ethic has proven to um, – you know, overcome any kind of physical or my height, you know, I'm not like a six, five blocker. So I have to put in that extra work. I have to put in those details. I started super late. So it's just that eagerness to want to catch up with everyone that's had way more hours than me, as well as being surrounded by people who genuinely work so hard all the time and being inspired by that same person that's showing up next to me, that coach that's putting in his love and passion and you know, and, and respecting that um, by putting mile in the practice too. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I've heard you talk about gratitude before in some other interviews and you, you know, I just, I know that you're just a grateful person in general, but that I think to me, like that's the number one tool to implement kind of in everyday life. I mean, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's like the core thing. That's what I've narrowed it down to at least. For my personal life so I agree for sure. totally totally and so just staying in that practice or the training um just mentality for a second you know if you're really grateful and you're just like soaking all that in but you're still just like I don't know just flat you know uninspired maybe you know it has something to do with something outside of the game you know other than gratitude what's like another tool that you could implement in that moment to get you back into an inspired place um for me, it's, I think, competition. It's it's healthy. I think it's setting that bar and that standard high, not just for the competitors that you may face in the future, but for yourself. And um, obviously, you set that goal. You have certain things you want to accomplish, or whether it's just a skill you want to get right in that moment. That goal is very small, but you need to be competitive enough to care about that and beat that whether it's a game in your own head or someone's actually keeping score and there's a team on the other side so I think that'd be a flip side of gratitude yeah no for sure I, I you know this whole project is is trying to offer these tools you know because I didn't really learn these tools growing up and and playing game I, I had to kind of like figure it out and I, I I don't know if I would say I was inspired all the time you know but I think for me like that's the goal you know winning is great you know, losing is a kind of a tool to help you keep winning, I think. Um, would you agree with that? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. yeah, but I think like this this project, this idea of like how to stay inspired, you know, I think it's, it's just so important for like specifically youth athletes, any athletes really, or coaches, but specifically youth. So could you talk a little bit about a game? You know, I've know you've, I know you've been in some big games, you know, specifically world champs and, you know, even mm -hmm. on NBC last weekend uh, on the AVP finals. So when you're in those moments, you know, um, and you somehow slip a little bit, maybe you're thinking about something else. How do you, how do you snap right back in? 
Oh, yeah. I, and that's the thing. Like, I, I do slip in those moments sometimes as much as you prepare for that moment and you think you have everything down and it's come to realizing that that's happening and not denying it and just coming to face with it. I had a moment before a game where I was like, I just said it out loud and I was like, I am in my head right now. Like, we hadn't even stepped on the court yet. And, he, and my coach was like, good say it out loud then you know it's happening and you're not pretending it's not there and that's with anything whether it's that personal dialogue or you just have the you know the blessing to say it to someone that understands you um but a noticing it being aware of it facing it and then having those cues so for me it's uh, I'm very like a hands-on person so sometimes I have to grab sand and like remember the texture of sand just something to take the mind off or sometimes I have to look up because sometimes we're always looking down and we're like in our space and just opening that up or breathing. Breathing is huge. That changes everything in your body. So just having those little go-tos that are not just like what you can say because sometimes you're just not in the mood. So you need to <laughs> do something else. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's great. Um, you mentioned um, like a little bit of self-talk you know can you could you give us a glimpse of your self-talk you know it doesn't have to be all that specific but I've, I've asked all the guests that are on the show about self-talk because it's really important it's like what the story that you tell yourself you know um, what does that look like for you I, it's very similar to to what I had mentioned there with just realizing being aware of what's going on and then um, giving yourself that freedom and and that ability to just let go and, and have that word. I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but sometimes I just have to be like thinking and I'm like, okay, I have to do this technically. I got to fix this for the next one. And then at some points I'm just like, fuck it. And I just like have to let go and then just play. Right. So um, that's where my self talk goes. And then also just visualizing what it is I want and what that win will look like and how I'll feel in that moment and seeing that moment in every detail as possible. So that it becomes familiar when it actually comes. So it's a combo of both. I think. That's cool. No, I, I hear you on that. And talk to me a little bit about stoppage time. Um, you know, within any game, there's so much stoppage time. Um, and I know that you're a, a, a tennis, you're a tennis player. You know? I, I am too. I, I love tennis. <laughs> Are you really good? No, no, I'm not. I'm not really good. It, but it used. It was my first sport actually, and I love yeah. tennis. And I, but you know, um, there's a, a big similarity in that stoppage time, right? Like a point's done, and then phew, you got to like set up, you know, for the next one. So, could you talk a little bit about how you manage that stoppage time? And specifically, it's this, right? Let's say there's ten seconds. Are you reflecting on the last play? Are you visualizing the next play? Are you staying right here, right now? Is it a combination of all that? Uh, I think immediately it's a combination of all that, but I have to make a mental effort to prioritize what it is that's going on. So it's, um, for me, I tune out of, you know, like sometimes you don't hear the crowd and whatever, you're so zoned in. But you can't be zoned in for a whole hour of the game. So I, I give myself a time to tune out, whatever, like check out my surroundings, be fine, take a breath. And then um, as much as I'm like, okay, what's the next play? So I'm aware of what we're going into. I have to be like, well, what's the first thing I need to do? It's I need to grab this ball, get in my routine, hold it up. And it's usually, you know, you're going to serve. 
and then the everything's quiet and it's like yeah I get to have to serve and then run up there and then do this move but right now I'm gonna have to make sure my hand contacts the ball properly so it's just kind of like going really really specific as to what my purpose is in that moment yeah yeah for sure yeah. um can I ask you about the crowd since you just mentioned it um I want to ask you about managing yourself in a big crowd. Let's say, um, where was World Champs? Was that Hamburg? Yeah, Hamburg. That, that was huge, right? It was a big yeah. crowd, right? Like, like yeah. how, how do you manage that other than feeding off it? I get that part. Like, it's the adrenaline, right? Yeah. But let's say, yeah. where, I'm, I, have, I have a feeling they weren't rooting for you guys there, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were playing against Germany right. and winning. So they were stoked about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crowds be like dead silent because we're playing the, the home team and, and like you said I am one of those players that feed off of it so I will notice when nothing is being said um but uh for me it's just connecting with my partner and sometimes we literally have to be like it's me and you um right knowing that that's where that support is going to come from and you don't really need to have it outside and there's just so much on the line within that square space that even if we're playing these AVPs now with absolutely no fans, the intensity is there as if I was in the middle of the, you know, main court in Hamburg. So uh, just choosing to only use it as benefit, but not relying on it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the AVPs for a second, because I've never seen an AVP like these before. Obviously the times are different, you know, but no crowds yeah. at all. I mean, just talk a little bit, just as a fan, let's say there's a fan out there that wants to know about how that, how you deal with that. What What is that like? Yeah. It was interesting. It's hard to ever prepare for something like that. We've all never been through like that, but there was a big curiosity for me to see, you know, what I would feel like. Uh, luckily, like I said, we were just all so grateful to be playing in the sand. I think in this circumstance, it works because there's so many people messaging, live streaming. It really felt the support. While the finals didn't really feel like a finals, there was just that sense of importance and competitiveness that never changed. Um, if this is like the new normal forever and this is how it, like you'll have to ask me again. Like, I think I would have to really manage that differently. But for now, I'm just happy to be out there and just trying to on a show <laughs> yeah well you definitely are it's it's fun to watch you play um can you can we shift and, and talk a little bit about emotional management you know again this project is about the tools you know so like you know i i think most high and, and you can agree or disagree but i think most high level athletes like yourself are able to manage their emotions like not not too high not too low and whether mm. something happens great or maybe something that doesn't work out it's still like that that management, right? So right. what are some tools to help you with that? Um, yeah, it's definitely management, but it's also like a routine rehearsed, you know, cue. Uh, when something goes wrong at practice, you have a certain reaction, you practice that reaction like you would in a game, you know, and uh, you I need to get to game point. Um, you can't be so calm, calm, calm. You have to fire it up. It's like certain... Um, reactions to certain you know circumstances that you practice in your daily life and especially um, when you're actually training so it feels very rehearsed by the time you get to the game and it's not something you have to 
think about. And then it's also a lot of compartmentalization in terms of, you know, what you're feeling about yourself versus what's going on versus what you need to do versus your partner and just understanding when you need to draw from each, you know, bucket. Well yeah. said. Uh, let's talk about partner for a second because beach volleyball is such a, a it's, there's a, you have your partner, right? And it's such a team sport with your partner. Emotionally though, you know, how do you, how do you best support your partner to be the best team you can be? Mm-hmm. Emotionally. It's interesting because when I first started beach volleyball, I always thought like, yeah, having that emotional connection with your partner was like a bonus. Like <laughs> it's okay if I don't like you, but if you do your job, we'll be fine. Sure. Uh, but I think there is a little bit extra, you know, energy when you can really trust that partner. And I think that's where that emotional connection will come from. Less so like, I like you and we're going to be friends. Um, so that trust, I think, comes from uh, owning up to your responsibilities, owning up to your mistakes and the things you've done well, and being able to have honest, frank, open conversations about things. And also, I think for me personally, I thrive on seeing my partner at their best and putting them in the best position and understanding if they're doing great, I'm doing great. So, um, you know, to set them up for success yeah. <laughs> like they would for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's great. Um, you know, being the best partner you could be, I feel like is like kind of the goal for a beach volleyball player, you know, cause, cause I don't, I feel like people don't serve you that much. <laughs> I feel like you're, I feel like you're setting quite a bit, you know, and, and, you know, so maybe like you're thinking and correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe you're thinking like, let's say your partner's getting served over and over and over again. I know you have to be ready for service Eve just in case they sneak one yeah. over to you, but are you just kind of super locked in on where that set, where, where they want that set and stuff like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I am absolutely locked in on, you know, how I can make this easy for them yeah, because I, like I am very, you know, <laughs> empathetic to the fact that getting served the whole game, even if you're lights out, it's not easy uh, at yeah. all. And, um, you know, I can't blame them and it's not their responsibility to score every single point. The responsibility is how did I help them? Like, where was my job? Did I make those blocks? Did I get those aces? Did I put them in the right sets? You know? And so that's where my, am I hitting those two balls? But yeah, definitely that's where my head's at. But also I have to look up myself because if it does come to me, how am I helping them by not having my shit together? So uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Even if you're not getting served, there's still a lot. <laughs> Let's, uh, Brandy, let's talk about flow. Can you okay. identify when you are in the game, in the flow, or in the zone, or locked in? Uh, yeah, I definitely can tell, like, when it hits. Yeah. Um, what does that feel wonderful. like? Oh, I'm like an addict. I love that stuff. Uh, but I also say I'm like an addict because, you know, you can't have it all the time. And that's what I've kind of learned recently. I, I used to just, like, how do I get in the flow? get there that I know once I'm in flow it's gonna be great but you just don't you know it's a luxury that I was trying to abuse and I had to learn how to play my best when I didn't feel it when I you know couldn't hit that certain angle today or I can't serve that certain ball like that's not flow at all but guess what you're in the game and you have to win so I've learned to have a friendly relationship with flow where if it decides to come 
awesome. I'll take advantage of it. But if it doesn't, like, I'll take care of it still. So it's that, I love that. I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's the, actually, the, I think that's the, the right approach, you know. Um, um, you know, I've been asking a lot of champions the, this question, too. And is it is it possible to practice it? Like, like I, I know you said that it just kind of comes and you allow it to come and that's great. And I, I really do like that. But when it does come, let's say in practice um, or in training, because sometimes that, that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes in practice, right? Yeah. So when it comes and you feel it and you're feeling unstoppable, can you bank it? Uh, I don't know. I have not figured out the riddle to control flow, but I do understand the step before it and I think it's just focus and um managing those distractions and distractions isn't literally like oh a ball came in the court and I had to have this weird time out it's just like what are the thoughts flowing around what are the other things you're paying attention to or not paying attention to the very small details that are distractions that's all they are so just having that high level focus will get you I think closer and closer to that state of flow that's awesome. And, and just staying on that for a second, can you carry that over to like everyday life? Can you take that feeling and like transcend it? Yeah, I, I mean, I have always had a very creative background inside of me. And I feel like I can get into states of flow and, and freedom and, you know, subconsciousness in that creative way whatever that may look like for people for me it's more like painting and music and stuff like that but um yeah I think you can definitely see it in all parts of your life cool (laughs) cool I I agree and it's great to hear that from you because um especially can you just talk a little bit about like the state of the world right now it's pretty weird right but I I feel I feel like this and this is just this is just uh something that came up recently we all have our okay we all have our attention that if we could think about it as a flashlight we get to choose where to push that like put that flashlight right a lot of people have this broad light that just kind of goes out and there we see a lot of stuff but focused athletes and high level athletes like yourself have this tunnel vision right so does that resonate with you that idea of a flashlight i hear that i mean i mean you quickly mentioned the state of the world and I mean, people are absolutely overwhelmed when you start broadening that. And it's not, I don't think it's incorrect or coming from a bad place when you want to know as much as you can and you're trying to get a little bit of everything, but it's also draining. And what help or service could you do when you're absolutely done, like as a person? So I had to kind of manage that, especially during COVID. We're all stuck in our houses and all we could do was just find out about everything tragic going on in the world. And it was heavy for me. It was heavy. Um, And it wasn't until I was like, okay, narrow this down. What can I do about it? What are the steps I'm taking to change this? And just keep it practical and in my world. I'm well aware of what's going on. There's nothing wrong with being aware, but like to just soak that in every day, it's exhausting for sure. So you have to find that balance for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I feel like it's a challenge for a lot of people. And, and the, the more we can talk about it and, and hear about it from people like yourself that are, that are, I don't know, living, I, I feel like you're living in your version of an inspired life, you know, and at least playing inspired, you know, I mean, I feel like the more we can hear about it from, from people like you, I think it's better because we can relate. And that was something else 
that I wanted to run by you. That's something that, that came up recently for me, um, going back to the state of the world and like the racism stuff and all that. Um, listening is kind of a huge, a huge core value that I think we all need to get a little better at. Um, yes. But I, I heard something and I'm going to tell you, and I want to know if you, if you resonate with it. It, it was listen to relate, not to react. Mm. Does that resonate with that. you? I feel that. I feel that. I like it. Cause yeah. I feel like we react all the time, you know I mean? And it's kind of, it's kind of different in, in sports, right? Cause we're supposed to react, right? We want to react like that. But again, this project is about taking that inspired feeling from sport and transcending it into daily life. And, you know, I feel like leaders, I would consider you a leader. Um, we need to do a, a better job of, of relating, you know, not just listening and reacting, but relating, you know, and, and it's a practice. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a master at that at all, but I'm saying that like you talked about awareness, I think being aware that we have the ability to relate to each other. I think we could put a little bit more focus on that. Absolutely. I, I really do love that. And I think people will hear like react and think it's coming with negative intention and you can react with a positive intention. You're trying to help. You're just like, Oh, okay. You're like, what can I do? That's right. But relating takes a level of selflessness that is not easy to do subconsciously. You have to, you know, mindfully be selfless and totally in that other person's world, which we can yeah. never really understand, but we can always try. Um, yeah. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about sources of inspiration. Um, you know, I know you mentioned art and I, I didn't know that about you, but I, learning that <laughs> is, is really cool. I, I, I would actually like to hear a little bit more about that, but talk a little mm -hmm. bit about sources. Where do you get inspiration from? Mm. Oh man. Uh, life, honestly, life and mother nature is, so beautiful and i try and learn from what the world is doing because it the earth just knows you know and and we can't beat her and she knows all the lessons and history of course but and closer to home is like my family uh, i'm inspired by all of them and and especially my mother she's been like my pillar um because she sacrificed and has lived through so much for us to better our lives like probably many of our parents have um, so learning from my elders and like you said, just trying to listen, I guess, to anything and have everything be a teacher, uh, whether it's my, you know, conversation at the grocery store with the cashier telling me about his life. And I was like, okay, I learned something today uh -huh. or just read the book. Right. So just That's trying cool. to find a lesson in everything. <laughs> That's so cool. The most inspiring people I have talked to say that same thing. I, they're like, Aaron, I find inspiration everywhere. You know, and I think that is such a huge lesson for all of us, myself included. Like, you don't have to have one thing to find it. You could find it anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. it could be a person, like you said, it could be a book, it could be art, it could be a sport. Like, I love hearing that. That's so refreshing to know that that's possible. You know, it's possible to go find it anywhere. Yeah. You, just, you don't even have to walk. I mean, walk out of your house. It's like right there. There's always something. But it's I think like the living it's whole other life right there in front of you. You're like, well, there's nothing to do with me. There's a whole other thing going on here. That's yes. Cool. But I think, I think it's a choice though, right? You have to choose to kind of, you have to choose to look at it like that, right? Otherwise that, that flashlight 
starts to go other places, right? Yeah, fair, fair. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, 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 I admire that you make that choice. And, and I hope that this conversation inspires others to make that choice, too. Yeah, I hope so, too. And I really appreciate you building a platform for that. I mean, there's so much importance in that. And people are constantly looking for, like, fulfillment and what their place is in this world and whatever. But when you really try and relate and interact with it, then you will find that you're, you know, you're settled. You know, yeah. you're okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially now, I just I feel like um sustained on that for one second. I feel like a lot of people, and and again, I'm I'm me too, you know. But yeah. I feel like a lot of people are looking for it outside, and really, it's it's inside, you know. Mm-hmm. And we can use things outside to help spark it inside, right? We're really just using everything as this big ass mirror. <laughs> like, yeah. One of it, we're probably gonna look into one of them, and yeah. then we're gonna be like wow it came right back to me so yeah no that's knowledge um so okay so building on family for a second i i was listening to your interview with rob asparo on uh, on the viral volleyball the, the viral volley podcast and um and you you had mentioned that you have three younger siblings and that they are your inspiration to play and i really yeah. love that I, I wanted to just kind of build on that a little bit talk about that oh yeah i mean being the older sister, I've always had that like mama bear looking out for them feeling. But um, I mean, we've all have our own individual experience and I've just got to watch them grow from when they were really young. And all I would want to do is be a role model for them. And especially in this life and sport that I live, I can't physically be there for them anymore or have been for the past couple of years. I, I kind of moved out when I was 18 and haven't gone back so I haven't been in the day-to-day lives but if I can show in my actions um how much they mean to me and and you know what they (laughs) they show me they teach me so much and just want to show them how that I'm trying to reflect it out to the world you know it's just this uh connection to them and just wanting to make them proud that's so cool I you know I'm an only (laughs) child um I I don't have brothers or sisters but I when I when I heard you say that you know it reminded me of my parents like you know I I love my parents and and I I do feel like family is a or connection to your family is a very important part of living an inspired life um Mm -hmm. and so you know playing for other people you know like as as athletes we're always like playing for a coach you know or playing playing for it's usually a coach but or, or a teammate playing for a team but bringing it back to your family, playing for my family kind of holds a deeper meaning, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's like those people are the ones that are going to always be proud, no yeah. matter what you do. Like, right. like if I saw now, like I'm just as proud as if you won that gold medal. But there's right. that level. Of, now I'm taking it all the way and I'm going to do all the work you've done and what you've done for me is going to be worth it for all of us. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like that <laughs> unconditional love, you know, and, and um, yeah. And, and that just made me think of unconditional, like unconditionally happy, unconditionally inspired, unconditionally successful. You know, what does that mean to you being unconditional? Wow. I mean, that is something I think we would all have to 
work at every day. It's going to be this, like, it's not like a, a goal, like a, a point you reach. I think it's a constant thing you work on because it's hard. We're imperfect. We're imperfect. We're humans. Um, but unconditional, I think, like you said, and like the theme of all of this has been, is just when it comes from something the most stable, which is yourself, that's all you know. Uh, and when you can thrive off of your own energy, then I think it gets pretty close to unconditional. <laughs> yeah, no, totally though. I, I love that because, okay, just relating that to sport, specifically beach volleyball, like there's a lot of different conditions out there, right? I mean, the, the, the natural conditions, the sun, the wind, the, the, all that kind of stuff, and then the crowd, and then the, the energy, like all of it. There's so many conditions, right? But I think a big lesson that I'm trying to convey and, and learn too. I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the master of this. I'm just a, a curious person about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like um, delving into it. But I think the goal is to be unconditional in, in your pursuit you know, and, and uh, unconditionally stoked, unconditionally focused, like you, you mentioned focus before, like that, just the idea of being unconditional. It's like, whatever's going on around us is like, yeah, like you said, I'm aware of it. But you know, I got my flashlight right here. Yeah. And I think another way I had interpreted that for the first time when I first started playing was just like, not having excuses. So it's so easy to be like, oh, you know, we didn't play well because it was so windy and the sun was in my eyes and all this. And then right. you're just like, you're, like, do you, are you proud of that? Like, really, is that really what you're going to blame it on? Or is there something deeper? So in just the same way where if you're not happy in your life or if you're not happy on the court, are you going to pick an excuse, an external thing? Or are you going to really dive deep and see what's going on and control all of that? So yeah. I like that. I like unconditional. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just feel like it's like so easy to point a finger and be like, oh, the son or, or oh, my partner or oh, that person or, or all oh, this or the president or the news or whatever. It's like so easy to do that, you know, but that idea of being unconditional of like, yeah, I see all those things. But, you know, I'm unconditionally focused on me. Yeah. And I just feel like you do that naturally. I, I think that's uh, it's a, it's it. It, 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 seriously, you, you even said you're a vessel for that to come through you. And, and that's beautiful. You know, I, yeah. I think I think that's the goal. I think we should all be a vessel for that to come through us. We all are. But I thank you. Thank you for that. Ah, that's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, but I agree. I think we all are. But it's up to us to kind of remember that and to choose that over and over and over all day long. Right. All day long, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's work. It's work. It's work. It's worth it. At least, at least you can say it's worth it. Yes. So no one wants to put in work and then have nothing out of it. So this is a guaranteed you're gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, that's a really good segue to the lightning round. Um, let's jump right into that. How do you define success, and what does being successful mean to you? Um, I would say. Finding fulfillment. That's how I would say it. <laughs> Love that. Love that. How do you consider the idea of failure? Ooh, failure. Um, I think it would be denying yourself an opportunity. Like what do you that. mean by that? I think 
when you get in your own way. And so just as much as like you can push yourself forward, you can pull yourself back. And I think it has nothing to do with your circumstances, your upbringing, your background. It's very much on you to trust your mind and its creativity to formulate these things for you. And if you don't allow that even a little bit, don't even give yourself a chance. I wouldn't say it was like failure, but I think that is the closest thing. Because really, when things don't go right, it's just a lesson. We move on. But that would be tough. You don't even give yourself a chance, you know. <laughs> That's wisdom, Randy. That's awesome. Uh, what are the most successful habits that you do on a consistent basis? Um, I think... Diligence and routine, um, doing things when you don't want to. I don't know what the word is for that. <laughs> um, I think listening and being an observer and a student. Uh, yeah, that's a little. Yeah, discipline. That's like, di- I, I, right? Like, yeah. 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 I never liked the word, but that's definitely what you need. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is kind of fun. So every guest that comes on, I think of a word that best describes them. And I'm going to, I would like you to come up with your own word as well, but I'm going to tell you first what I came up with for you. I had a few different things that came up when I was thinking about this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to tell you the first one and, and then I'm going to tell you this phrase that I came up with. So the first one I, I thought of you was, was dominant. Um, you know, being, being the best, being, getting the honors of having the best blocker award, like that's, you know, that's a huge honor. That's in the world, you know? I mean, that's, that's amazing. But also having a chance to watch you play firsthand in practice, you know, um, and, and watch you operate and watch you learn and, and um, watch, watch you dominate, <laughs> you know? Like, you, you can do it kind of easily. Um, uh, does that oh, resonate? thank you. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it. Thank you. I want that. I want yeah. that for me. So I'm glad someone sees it. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I remember I, I coached you for one practice, <laughs> which was, which was cool, but I, I'm not your coach anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm your friend, but I would say, think of yourself as dominant as you play, you know, even this weekend, like go, go dominate. You're dominant. I love that. <laughs> um, the, good, good. The other, okay, so, so that, that's volleyball related, but I, I came up with this other phrase because I was thinking about you. And the more I learned about you, this phrase came up. All right, mm-hmm. so here it is. Okay. Infectiously, enthusiastically, authentically optimistic. Ah! <laughs> Those are sick. I, oh, wow. That's like the nicest thing anyone could say. Oh, cool. thank you. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Does that, does that resonate with you? Oh, yes. Like, that's cool. That's cool. I, I want those things for everyone and for myself. And yeah, to hear that, you know, radiate off me at some level, I'm honored. I really Good. Am. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Cause I think that's your best quality The The volleyball stuff and winning and all that kind of stuff is, is great. But to be, uh maybe the keyword in there is enthusiastically to be enthusiastically a vessel i think that's amazing it's one thing to be a vessel but like 
I'm a, I'm a yogi. I consider myself a yogi and, and, you know, we tend, yogis tend to stay quiet and within themselves, you know, but to be, to have that and then have it enthusiastically radiate, I think is pretty cool. Wow. Thank you. Oh, that's made my week. Thank you. (laughs) What about, what about a a word that comes up to self-describe yourself? I know it's kind of hard on the spot, Uh, but. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the, First things I thought of was authentic because I, I really, really do try to, you know, stay in my own lane and do my own thing and not really get peer pressured. I've never really been peer pressured um, before, but I don't know. I think authentic is great. Yeah, we'll stick with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, and and just a quick aside. I think what the world is like seeking right now, if I could like feel the world's energy is authenticity. Like the world is like, mm. give me the, give me the real you right now. You know, the real you, not the, not the conditional you, not the, right. uh, not the right. like, you know, the, the, the real, the core value you. I feel like the, the world is like, give me that person. I th- I totally agree. I totally agree. I yeah. Because everyone's looking for connection. Yeah. Know, yeah. To each other, to this world. Yeah. Themselves. I think so too. And in even the people that may not seem like they are, I think they really are. They really are. Yeah. Maybe more so than the ones that are asking for it. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I like that. All right. A few more here. What is the most okay. important lesson? that has helped shape who you are today? Mm. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm trying to like say this nicely. <laughs> but it was one of those like, life is not fair. And like, I don't know how to say that nicely, but it, it came like in high school, I was like crying and I was having like a million things were going on and then like, I was stressed and I went to my mom and I just wanted her to console me. And all she said was like, you know what? That's life, (laughs) you know? And she's like, that shit happens and you're going to get through it. And guess what? Something else is going to come up again and you're going to have to get through it again. So it's just that reality that like, man, challenges are okay. And now I've just learned to love them and expect them and want them in my life versus trying to hide and run from them because it's like, that's the way it goes and I'm going to be okay I can go into things 110% better and more confident because I know like, even if it doesn't go right, I was ready for it. Mm. So I think it's like a mix of all that, like loving and expecting adversity and challenging your life. I love that. Embracing it. I love that Brandy. That's great. Uh, It made me me think of something. Uh, If there's ever conflict, which there's a lot of conflict in the world right now, but if there's ever conflict in our own little worlds, I think the very first thing to, to think is it's okay. It's okay. We're going to get through this. I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's kind of a, a nice grounding energy, you know? Yeah. Like nothing lasts. And why would like the worst things last? Like yeah. that would be terrible, you know? Yeah. So yeah, totally. be okay. Love that. Can you share the biggest challenge you've been on through your journey? Been through. Sorry, can you share the biggest challenge you've been through on your journey? Mm. Um, I think it's been 
it's a paradox. I think it's a little bit of self-confidence because of my, in the sport especially, because of my um, late start in the game and not coming from a volleyball family, not mm. having that to start, not having, you know, the tools and the resources and the coaches and, you know, feeling like I wasn't enough and I just wasn't set up the way other people were and having to play catch up all the time. Mm. And I just, you know, I had to just, you know, I was in be there so I had to pretty I had to be pretty confident in myself because I felt like there was no one else there for me um, which was hard but also has rewarded me in so many ways but uh, I think it's a it's a process though as a woman uh, you're playing a sport you're half naked there's your body you're exposed you're vulnerable you have to be confident in that too and we're women we're we're objectified in so many ways but finding that grounding confidence to turn it into something that's a beautiful feminine energy is what I also had to learn. So it's a, so much growing as a female athlete, as a woman, as a sister, as a daughter. So finding that self-confidence in there. That's yeah. great. Now, going back to Rob <laughs> Aspero's interview, I, I wrote this down. You had said that beach volleyball is a challenge. It puts you in a vulnerable situation physically, mentally, and emotionally, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but it's so, but you know what, Brandy, it's so cool to have that challenge. That's such a blessing, you know? People don't get the opportunity to yeah. look at themselves like Right. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, with a, well, on a regular season, it would be almost on a week to week or, or every other week basis, right? That you have that opportunity or in season, I should say. But, you know, um, but now that it's all kind of compacted, in these this three week event series you know it's 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 kind of kind of freaking awesome that you get that you know like yeah boom 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 oh my god like like a shot to the face like it's yeah. like a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 for sure um i i did want to talk about olympic stuff but i i kind of want to keep going here on this uh, on this list L let's keep moving on this how important is the idea of having impact to you Mm. I think it's it's like you know impact it sure yes because 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 it can come in so many different ways so mm. I, I don't think you have to you know be seeking that for yourself if that's not what your route is but right in some way or another influencing others if you have that platform and voice I totally support that yeah well, could you could you just take a moment and expand on that, like heading into the Olympics and representing a, a country, like that's pretty impactful, right? Yeah, yeah, it is, and I I totally have found the beauty of sport and volleyball in my life in this current moment because of the platform I've been able to grow here and represent Canada that has been a multitude of things and represent. Uh, little mixed girls that are coming up in this world and and you know and like my family and you know not being your typical athlete you know trying to represent the alternative sides of things and and I've chosen to take that on because that's what I relate to but I hope that there are others I relate to it so if the Olympics is the stage I get to say that then wow I'm lucky <laughs> yeah totally yeah. I, I mean I think you're impacting so many people i mean just off the top of my head like i mean being 
being a, a multiracial athlete and, and having the success that you've had already and just the way you carry yourself, I think is impacting many people. Not, not just because yeah. of those things. Those are just little aspects of you, but because, you know, we're judged on all those things a lot, you know, I think that you're taking that and you're saying, yeah, I'm going to, maybe you're not like directly saying that, but with your actions and with your, the way you choose to live, you're saying, yeah, I'm going to be, I am going to be a positive impact. Thank you. I appreciate you seeing me like that. Thank yeah. You. yeah, absolutely. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received and why from whom? And I know you said your mom said what she said. Yeah. Is there anyone else? Can you think of any coaches or, or anyone, any other people out there that have offered some advice for you? Oh man, I'm so bad at this, but <laughs> Uh, there's just been so much good. I think it's always come down to the people who actively, you know, it's weird. The best that coaches and teammates have done for me is by taking a step back and letting me be me. And there's that space that is so important and respected by me because I know that space is coming with trust and I know it comes with wanting the best for me and and you know putting a standard and a challenge there for me and so that's it's within that that you know that's that would I don't know if that makes sense but yeah. I think in everything in the challenge and a coach and, and everyone always wants to like you know tell an athlete what to do and what how to say and, and the athletes are looking for all advice but it's just kind of creating that relationship where it's like let me grow and I'll watch you and I'll help you. That's awesome. Let me grow. I love that. Uh, speaking of coaches, I just want to bring Coach Evie up again because I'm close with Coach Evie, Everett Matthews, and he's, uh, he's just a, he's a good person. He's a good dude, great coach. But I, I, did, I did reach out to him uh, before this interview, and I, I, I want to tell you what he said. Cause I, oh, I said, favorite he used to send me text messages that hype me up like yeah. the night before i'm like he gets asleep like i can't do yeah. this right now <laughs> yeah yeah so i just i i talked to him and, and we talked a little bit about you and your journey and everything but just to sum it all up i said you know what what could you what could you say that that could sum up you know brandy and he said she has a beautiful spirit oh Period. my god that's pretty cool right that's out of all the volleyball stuff all the winning all the losing knowing that like that's that's awesome i mean that's why i have you on here because it's that's what it's all about you could be a you could be a freaking five-time gold medalist but yeah. if you don't have that spit beauty in your spirit then it's like okay cool but knowing that you have that first you know sky's the limit wow wow i'm so Wow, I'm so lucky for this moment. Thank you to both of you. Honestly, like he, when he was like, "Oh, wet." Sorry, I'm keeping yeah. back there, and I'm like switching. <laughs> that's fine. My friends call me wet. So that's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, "Wet's coming," and then you came in. You're just like all vibes, energy, good positivity. I was like, "Damn, this guy's really coming in." So, oh, thank you for sharing some of that love with me today. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, when I got a chance to to coach with you guys or to help you guys out, I just anytime I try to help anyone out I'm it the volleyball stuff is always secondary it's always vibes first mm -hmm. it's always like how can I how can I help 
guide the light in someone else first. And then the craft is like secondary to that, you know? So I, that's what I try to right. do with you guys. But I, I, to me, like that's, that's what it's all about. I learned that um, early and I'm trying my best to do that now, especially through this. Oh, love it. I love it. Cool. Well, this is a great question for you. Um, I only have a a few left. What is your ultimate why? Mm. Uh, A, I want to make my family proud, my country proud, my partner proud. But uh, I also just want to set a goal for myself and achieve something. I just want to follow through with something and say I can do that, you know, at yeah Perfect. yeah well that's hey but that's awesome so many people don't have that you know like that's a blessing that's a blessing that you have that like that's to me that that's a, a core foundation of who you are you know it's a core value that's beautiful um looking back on your journey is there anything you wish you could change Woo. you know ultimately no because it's got me to where Obviously, that's how life is. But I think if I could talk to the younger me, I would tell, and this is what I do tell younger athletes, is just to take more risks. Um, Those doors open in ways you didn't even know. And you find out things about yourself. You meet people. You connect. Whatever the thing happens, it happens because you take that first step. So that's one. Maybe a little more risk. That's beautiful. Um, (laughs) uh, Last question. You mentioned fulfillment earlier, but... Can you just expand on that a little bit and talk a little bit about what fulfillment really means to you? Um, I think to me it means to be deeply happy and satisfied no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Deeply. (laughs) Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. That's beautiful. Well, Brandy, this has been amazing. I'm so glad that we had this opportunity and that you took a little time away from, I don't know, were you watching qualifiers? I don't know what you're doing, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm ready. yeah, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time as you get ready for this tournament and best of luck in the AVP this weekend. And, um, you know, just keep shining, you know, and you're, you're, uh, you are a beautiful spirit. And I, and I hope that you continue to allow that to be, to come through you, like you said, and be, be a vessel and inspire others as you, as you continue to do that. Thank you. And, and like I said, I'm so grateful for this platform and these wise, wise words you're bringing and listening and talking and reflecting. These are so great. And I hope that many others follow in your suit and continue to follow you and love and light for you only. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Right back at you. Where, where can people find you and, and learn more about you? Uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of it will be, I guess, attached to this link. Or yeah, I, I could put a link. Yeah, That would be great. Awesome. Hey, best of luck. Go, go be the dominant player that you are this weekend. Uh, I will. I will carry that with me. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Brandy. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on Within the Game podcast. Visit withinthegame.com for show notes and links on everything we talked about today. 
You can also subscribe to the mailing list, which will give you exclusive content from each guest, as well as more resources to help you stay inspired in and out of your game. Follow us on Instagram at Within the Game Podcast.